Well, welcome again to our Wednesday morning devotions. Thank you for joining with us. We're continuing to explore life through the lens of the philosopher. Uh, they've been asking some big questions, and if you get a chance to read the whole book, you'll be aware that uh, some of those big questions that life throws up, while they're trying to engage with them, they're making observations about life, what they see around them. They're trying to make some sense of it all in the light of their own emerging faith and their understanding of God. The philosopher is taking a good look and a hard look of life in the light of what they know about God. Big questions like, what's the purpose of life? Where do we find meaning in life? In the endless cycle of human existence, are there any overarching values? Is there a yet-to-be-seen dimension or element to life, to the human story, that helps us to make sense of the routine of life and effort, that adds value and meaning to it? These, of course, are very significant and important questions, and I'm sure over the years, and probably still today, we continue to wrestle with all of that, just in the way that the philosopher is doing. And that's why this is an important book, because it helps us to do exactly that. I guess what he concludes at first is that there isn't very much in life that seems to be very significant. But of course, where he sets out isn't where he ends up. And I guess at the moment, as we look, particularly in this chapter and this section of the chapter, he's exploring the breadth of life. He's, he's using a wide angle lens to, to look at all the different dimensions of life. And he's trying to work it out. There's time. Time is a gift. And there's time for just about anything and everything. There's time for the good. And there's time for the, the not so good. There's the time for the positive, and there's time for the destructive. Let's have a look at what he has to say in chapter three and verses one through to eight. For everything that happens in life, there is a season, a right time for everything under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant, a time to collect the harvest, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to cry, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, a time to pile them up, a time for a warm embrace, a time for keeping your distance, a time to search, a time. To give up as lost, a time to keep, a time to throw out, a time to tear apart, a time to bind together, a time to be quiet, a time to speak up, a time to love, a time to hate, a time to go to war, a time to make peace. This morning we're just going to focus on the first part of verse three: a time to kill. 
and a time to heal. I guess this verse is a really good example of what we've been thinking about. This is not an instruction, thankfully, to us. Other parts of scripture are very instructive. This isn't an instruction. It's not accept, um, suggesting, the philosopher's not suggesting that this is good and we have to accept it. Nor surely are they suggesting that we should participate in it. The tendency is to want to try and spiritualize what they're saying, that there are things that need to be killed off in our lives and in our world. There are things that are destructive and, and deny us the abundant life that Jesus has promised to us. Well, of course, that's true. But that's not what the philosopher is trying to say. The philosopher is just simply saying, as they look at life around them, they can see that humans are clearly capable of doing the most terrible things as well as the most wonderful things. The philosopher lived in a very violent and indiscriminate world. All around them, they would have seen almost daily the outcome of the most brutal and destructive violence. And of course, I suspect we can relate to that. Whilst mostly we live safely and with a sense of well-being, we all know that we live in a violent world. And media wants to tell us and experience shows us that often that violent world is just a few streets away from where we live. The philosopher sees that people have been given gifted time. And sadly, both at a local and national and international level, that time can be used for destructive purposes, for violence and for killing. And I guess over this last year, we've seen some of the non knock-on effects of that. Whereas a nation, as, as international communities, we've been challenged again to take a good look at us, ourselves, and our institution, and to measure them against God's heart for justice and peace. But thankfully, the philosopher also sees alongside that, he sets it as a sharp contrast to what he's just said, that we live in a healing world too. That people can do the most amazing things. That people can experience personal healing for themselves and, and bring healing to others through their words and their actions. That in Christ, the one who gave himself for us, he gave his life to willingly to people of violence. He was killed. But of course, his wounds bring us healing. They are balm to our souls. And it's a reminder that as followers of Jesus, we need to be instruments of healing to those around us. As we receive 
the most amazing healing that God can bring us in our emotions and in our mental health and, and sometimes physically that we can share that healing with others. So maybe today, or maybe certainly over these next couple of weeks, God will lead us into the pathway of someone that just needs some healing words or some healing actions. In the light of our own healing, let's set out to use the gift of time, not for destructive purposes, but to bring about healing and restoration to others through our words and through our actions. Mm-hmm.